I couldn't help but feel that the staff at the hospital did the absolute bare minimum in terms of care and medical advice. I learned that before I can see a GI doctor, I need to have an ultrasound done to confirm whether or not I do have gallstones. It was at this point that I was reminded that my health insurance sucks very, very much. Welcome to episode two of Sludge, an American healthcare story, the tale of how the broken healthcare system in the United States continues to fail me, Caitlin Durante. To recap what has happened so far, I went to a Ren fair. I started experiencing the worst pain of my life, which shockingly didn't have anything to do with me being at the Ren fair. My friend Sammy Junio took me to the ER, and there I was diagnosed officially with pancreatitis and diagnosed unofficially with sludge. Joining me in the telling of this story is that very friend who witnessed the, let's call it a sludge attack, and who took me to the ER, Sammy Junio. What's up, sludgeheads? Sludgeheads! (laughs) (laughs) Now... Sammy, I believe you were the one to coin the term sludge attack. Yes. So thank you for that. You're welcome. That is now the professional medical term for what happened to me. So (laughs) medical textbooks will need to be updated ASAP, just so everyone knows. Okay, Sammy, ready to dive into the sludge pool? So ready. Okay, so I want to start out this episode by saying that while I was at the hospital and the few days afterward, I couldn't help but feel that the staff at the hospital did the absolute bare minimum for me in terms of care and medical advice. No additional tests were done beyond the basic blood and urine tests. No scans or ultrasounds were administered, nothing like that. The nurse, again, did tell me to drink a lot of Gatorade to replenish my electrolytes. And then she spent a long time telling me that story of a woman my age who had a similar sludge attack and how she didn't have any electrolytes afterward or something. I don't know. I don't know why she told the story. It didn't do anything to help or give me any medical guidance. Uh, But hey, the nurse did tell me that I have sludge. So it was actually a meaningful and worthwhile trip to the ER when you think about it. So all that happened, the sludge attack, the trip to the ER, that was May 11th, 2019. My birthday is May 17th, so that was a busy week for me. As you might recall from the first episode, I do have friends. So I had to celebrate my birthday with my friends and, you know, just also normal life stuff. You know, I had to work. I had a dentist appointment. I had to get my driver's license renewed at the DMV. So that was like 14 hours right there. Uh, I had a few comedy shows and episodes of my other podcasts that I had to prep for. This is all to say I was occupied. So I didn't get around to looking through all the paperwork that I was given at the hospital until the following week on like May 20th. Maybe that sounds irresponsible on my part to wait that long, but allow me to defend myself. (laughs) I generally felt okay during the week or so that followed my hospital visit. I had no more acute pain or anything like that. But more importantly, I hate going to the doctor. 
I hate paying for doctor's visits because I think healthcare should be free. I hate being weighed and poked and prodded. I've had doctors slut shame me. I've had doctors make shamey comments about my weight and my body. One time I went to an appointment to get birth control and the doctor did not believe me when I told her that I don't want to become pregnant or have children ever. Uh, I also just hate talking to doctors in general because I would say that most of the doctors I've seen act like providing care for me is a nuisance to them. Like they have like a million other things that they need to be doing, which they might, but it doesn't lend itself to an attentive conversation between doctor and patient. Like I always just feel like they have like one foot out the door while I'm talking to them and it always makes me feel so anxious and flustered that I I can't get my words out. I can't ask the questions I want to ask because they're just, they just tend to act like they have something else they need to be doing. Listeners, if you've ever been shamed or made to feel anxious or uncomfortable during a doctor's visit, please let me know. I'm interested to hear your stories. And this is all to say that I waited as long as I did to look over the paperwork and take any action because I have never had a pleasant experience going to the doctor and I'll do everything I can to avoid it. But I figured that because I had so much pain during my sludge attack and because it could very well happen again, although the likelihood of it happening again was not something that was made clear to me by any medical professionals. I decided, though, to take the ER doctor's advice and to see a GI specialist, also known as a gastrointestinal doctor, also known as a gastroenterologist, as I would come to learn. Now, the paperwork from the ER included a referral for a GI specialist, so I called that doctor and tried to schedule an appointment with him. It was at this point that I was reminded that my health insurance, which is an HMO, sucks very, very much. My health insurance sucks because I don't make a lot of money, and I know what you're thinking, but Caitlin, you're a comedian who is a woman. Surely you're a billionaire. And I'm sorry to say that I am firmly lower, lower middle class. And just a reminder that this country is set up so that the poorer you are, the harder it is for you to be healthy, both in terms of preventative healthcare and seeking treatment for any medical issues. Because some people think that the only people who deserve to live and be healthy are rich people. Now, Sammy, I don't know about you, but I think that's like pretty neat. It's super cool. Very, very, very cool. Fair. Very fair. Very awesome. Yeah, I haven't had health insurance since I quit my day job in 2017. A lot of people don't have insurance. And I do want to acknowledge how lucky I am that I even have health insurance, shitty though it may be, because you other friends of ours, millions of people out there don't have health insurance at all, which for many people is a death sentence, which is truly one of the most just unjust and infuriating things about this country. And it makes me sicker than I already am. So back to the story. I call the GI doctor that the hospital referred me to. Now, Sammy, I would like to reenact this conversation, do a, a dramatic reenactment of Absolutely. it. So if you would, can you role play as the 
staff member at the GI doctor's office and I'll be myself. So I call the GI doctor's office and I say, hi, I would like to schedule an appointment. Do you have a referral? (laughs) Yes. What's the authorization number? Now I look through my paperwork and there is no such authorization paperwork to be found. So I say, um, I don't think I have one. Well, who referred you? A doctor at the ER. No, you need a referral from your PCP. You can't schedule an appointment until you have that. Oh, no. (laughs) Bye. (laughs) Click. Okay. So I call my PCP, a.k.a. primary care physician, and I schedule an appointment to see her so I can get this authorization that I now realize I need. Luckily, I'm able to get in to see my PCP the following day, which is May 21st. In the meantime, I do some research and find out that the GI specialist who the hospital referred me to is not even in my network, meaning that he would not be covered under my insurance, which the hospital clearly didn't bother to check before making that referral. So reason number like 800 why this hospital visit was a colossal waste of time. Yeah. So now it's May 21st. I go to the appointment with my primary care physician and explain my hospital visit. I tell her that they think I passed a few gallstones or, again, to use proper medical terminology, I passed some hardened sludge balls. Now, my PCP looks at my paperwork and sees that the official diagnosis is pancreatitis. So then she becomes fixated on that and keeps asking me questions about my alcohol use. (laughs) Apparently, pancreatitis is usually caused from one of a few different things. One of them being gallstones. Check. That's what it was for me. The other one being alcoholism. So my PCP seemed to assume that it was the alcoholism thing. And she kept asking me about how much alcohol I drink, how often I drink, what types of alcohol I drink, all this stuff. And I don't drink that much, especially anymore. So after I convinced her that it probably wasn't alcohol that caused the pancreatitis, she said that she would give me a referral to see a GI doctor. I mention this because it struck me as weird that she seemed reluctant to believe me when I told her that I don't suffer from alcoholism. Like I I had to convince her that that wasn't the case. It was the gallstones. But again, we don't know at this point if I have gallstones or not for sure because the hospital didn't do any scans or ultrasounds or anything like that. Jesus Christ. So... Back to the appointment. I I learned that before I can see a GI doctor, I need to have an ultrasound done to confirm whether or not I do have gallstones, which I also need a referral for. Oh my God. From my PCP. No. So many referrals, so many steps, so many hoops to jump through. So my PCP says that she will put in a request for a referral for me to get an ultrasound. That comes through a few days later, and I schedule an appointment to have an ultrasound done at this, I don't know, ultrasound facility. It was some, like, medical imaging place, and the next available appointment was on June 3rd. Now, I 
again, don't know for sure, but an ultrasound sounds like something I could have had done at the hospital. You know, that place where I already was on May 11th. (laughs) But the only thing that happened to me at the hospital was they gave me fluids through an IV. They gave me a referral for a doctor that I can't even see. And they gave me the diagnosis of sludge. So again, a worthwhile trip. Really, I mean, they gave me the name of this podcast. Like, what would this podcast be called if the ER nurse never said sludge, right? Right. So thank you so much, nurse at the shittiest hospital I've ever been to. Okay, so June 3rd rolls around. I go to the ultrasound appointment. The tech lubes up my belly and looks at my insides with an ultrasound machine. She does not say anything to me in terms of what she sees in my insides, but she does get lube on my shirt. And then she sends me on my merry way. Sounds like my Friday night. Wow. Ah, Crazy. Really love ultrasounds. That's all. (laughs) Sure. You're always giving them to yourself. It's true. (laughs) Okay. A few days later, my PCP calls me to let me know the results of my ultrasound, which you can find out by listening to the next episode of Sludge, an American healthcare story. I'm Caitlin Durante. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram if you want, at Caitlin Durante. You can follow this podcast on Twitter, at Sludge Podcast, or you can email us at Sludge story podcast at gmail.com sammy Mm. thank you for your dramatic really an oscar worthy performance thank you so much in that dramatic reenactment uh you'll be doing many more of those to come so you know get ready get lubed up for (laughs) i'm angling for a sludgy oh oh, a sludgy award Mm -hmm. the most prestigious medical reenactment award there is yes absolutely wow i will definitely vote for you thank you (laughs) you're welcome and thank you for being here with me through not only this podcast but my ongoing medical debacle that will continue to unfold on the next episode of sludge